1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and The New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now here's Michael Cargill.
3: Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. A civil war between the left and the right is brewing in this country, Uh, mainly because we have raised a society of poor losers. That's it. That's the whole problem right now. You you have two groups, the left and the right. We've had an election. There's a winner of this election whether you like the outcome of that election or not. Whether you think someone stole the election or not. He, you know, he who pulled out the most tools, he who or she who who pulled out of those those dead bodies out of the ground and was able to get the most dead bodies has won the election. You have to settle for the results. And the the results are in, and there's a winner, and let's accept that. Let's move on with this country. And if your candidate did not win, then what you need to do is wait four years and try again. The problem in this country is we have raised a society, a group of people that don't know how to accept when they've lost something. You lost the race. You lost the competition. You lost the game. You know what? Let's start a new game. Let's try again and let's try to win again. That's what you do. You accept defeat. You have been defeated. You have been beat on the field on the field of competition. So you need to pick your tools up Get your stuff, get it together, pull your pants up, pull your boots up by the straps, and you need to try again. That is how we run this country. This is America. This is the United States of America. This is not New York. This is, you know, this one individual state. This is the combined country here. This is not some other country. This is the United States of America. Let's, let's admit that you, your candidate lost, and let's move on. It doesn't matter if it's the left. It doesn't matter if it's the right. Let's get it together, folks. Let's get it together. Get it together. Pick your boots up by the strap. Let's move on. All this little division, it needs to stop. All of this is a divide and, country, and, and conquer. this We are a strong country. We're a strong nation. Let's get it together. Let it go. And let's move on. Let's get on down the road and let's build this country and, and, and move on. And if you know, if that candidate, the person that you don't like, tends to come after the things that you you care dear for, then you fight them with tooth and nail. You fight them with your brain. Use your head. It's all about a chess match. It's not about checkers. This is about chess. Not checkers. Get it together, people. Get it together. Are we good, folks? Are we all good now? Come on, Felicia. Are we good?
4: Yeah, you know, I actually agree with you for once. <laughs> uh, write it down, folks. Uh, November 15th, 2020. Felicia agreed with Michael. Um, it's it's time to move on. It's time for the Republican Party to heal itself because it's been going through a lot since 2016. We've adjusted a lot um, as conservatives in this country. Obviously, a lot of people were not into that, right? And we need to figure out how to move forward as a country and, and as a party, as a whole, because we have a lot of growing to do.
0: What do you think? Uh, I think it's time for, you know, a rebirth, right? Give someone fresh and new a chance to To. Uh, to
3: lead. Whether you like it or not, doesn't matter if your, your candidate won or, or lost. You know, we need to accept the results. And move on. Don't drag this out any longer. You know, there, enough of this. Because all, 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 all that's going to happen is, you know, we're going to start fighting. There, there, ha, it's happening right now. Take a look at this video. You know, this video of last night in Washington, D.C., you have, you know, people on the left and people on the right actually fighting each other in the streets of D.C. And this, folks, this is ridiculous. This is not how we're supposed to conduct this country. You don't like what happened. You, you you lost the game. You lost the race. You lost the match. Whatever it is, you lost. Everyone, you you don't get a trophy. We don't all win. You know, there are times when you're going to lose. You know, you're not going to win this confrontation. You're not going to win this election. Let it go. You got to let it go. All right. So today we got a lot to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that, uh, man, you know the uh. It's about a shooting, and it, someone says, it's about shooting tyrants in the face. A militia challenges gun laws in Virginia, and gun sales spike after the election. I'm telling you, it, it's, 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 it's dividing country, conquer. This is going to happen, you know, the holiday season's coming, up, uh, coming around, and people are going to purchase guns. Uh, we have on the show today 1770 Armory, a gun club in Denver, Colorado. You know, if and, and I tell you, there's a civil war that's brewing. And, you know, if this does happen, if the left and the right, you know, they continue in the path that they're going right now, you might want to prepare yourself. You might want to prepare yourself and train and protect yourself and also protect your family because the, you're dealing with a group of people that don't know how to lose. They, they, they don't know how to, you know, settle with the fact that they lost the competition and they need to move on. So you, I suggest you train, you learn, you practice, you, you know, get a firearm, get, make sure you have plenty of ammunition and, you know, learn you know, the fire, learn everything about that firearm that you possibly can learn. Uh, we have gun store owners that, you know, sales went up after election day that's happened all around the country. Uh, this militia, we're going to talk about this, this militia challenge gun laws in Virginia. Uh, they said, Hey, it's about shooting tyrants in the face. <laughs> and, uh, A couple who pointed guns at protesters, they sue a photographer who captured them in the act. I wonder if that's illegal in Missouri. So that's all. We're going to talk about that. Also, Florida, DeSantis, moves to allow citizens to shoot looters, rioters targeting businesses. You know, we have this law in Texas that, you know, if you're committing arson, doesn't matter if it's daytime or nighttime in Texas, you're committing arson, you can use force, a deadly force, and stop them. That's right. So if you your business is being uh, someone's trying to burn your business down, they're trying to burglarize your business. They're trying to enter the building of your business, whether it's daytime or nighttime in Texas, you can use force or daily force and stop them. Uh, you need to learn what the laws are. People are concerned about their personal protection. They're concerned about, you know, what's going to happen if this civil war that people are talking about breaks out. Well, you need to know what the laws are. No use of force and daily force. Know when you can, when you cannot shoot someone. Come on to me. Let's talk. I love to talk about these things in class. Like I like to say in class, next question. Next question. Next question. Because I'll answer all your questions in class, no matter how hard, how difficult that question is. All right, so a civil war between the left and the right is brewing in this country because we have raised a society of poor losers. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It.
1: Peace. This is 2A. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so we're back, and we're talking about you know the things that are happening in the country today. We're talking about guns. We're talking about personal protection. Talking about the fact: Are you prepared? Are you ready? Because uh, this morning, last night, last night in Austin, Texas, man, someone took a machete to another citizen and hacked him up in Austin with a machete are you prepared to protect yourself and also protect your family do you know what the use of force and daily force laws are can you draw that firearm from your concealed carry position within four seconds that's what we're talking about are you prepared you know to pull that trigger if you have to do you know what the laws are can you shoot someone in the back what can you do or what can you not do to protect yourself are you proficient with that firearm can you correct a malfunction if it happens do you have? Have you cleaned your gun? Is there oil under your gun? Is it going to, you know, be there for you when you need it? When you pull the trigger? These are the things we're talking about today. You got to answer all those questions. Got to have the answers for those. Because if you don't, you're not prepared. Don't pull the gun out. Don't carry a gun. Don't do it, because you're going to jail. I got on the on Skype. We have 1770 Armory, a gun club in Denver, Colorado. How you guys doing out there in Denver, Colorado?
7: We're doing great, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Um I make. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, absolutely, man. I, I tell you, you know, it's 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 great. You know, you guys are out there in Denver. You know, mile high country. You know, it's, the weather's got to yes, be sir. great. Yeah,
7: it's great right now. It was a little windy last night, but uh, it's it's beautiful right now. Can't complain.
3: All right, so tell me, you guys are busy. You got you just opened your business. You know, tell me, you know, what happened? Why'd you why'd you start a a gun club
7: um i think myself and my uh the co-owners of 1770 armory and gun club are included in this um we all kind of felt like in our community especially um there was a disparity as far as um really understanding and you know becoming um a carrier of of the second amendment um in our community, sometimes it seems like uh, it's very taboo to purchase or to carry or own a firearm, and we wanted to change that narrative.
3: Yeah, you know, and and, and you guys are probably uh, younger than I am, but you look a lot older than I am, so I'm grateful of that. And so <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you, know, sh- you know, shout out to, you know, wearing the... Uh, the, uh, the goatees and stuff like that, because I tell you, that's, you guys, man, you look great. You look, you're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All <laughs> right. So, te- you know, tell us, you know, you guys started, you know, 17, seven, uh, 1770 Army uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, yes. And, and, you know, there's a big, huge demand, you know, for firearms instructors all around the country. And yes. so, you know, what's what's your some of your experiences?
7: Uh, well, myself and uh two of the other what we call ourselves are gun tailors um they are former military and i started off in martial arts when i was about 14 and um you know i got into firearms maybe about seven or eight years ago and just been training with you know guys that have been in the military uh former 20-year ranger vets and just really honing that skill and the reason why is because to me, it's a, it's a martial discipline. Uh, right. So just like any other martial arts um, firearms, and like you were saying earlier, everything you were saying was correct. Being able to clear my functions, is your firearm clean? Everything you were saying is a lot of the narrative that we speak about when people come to us and they want to, you know, begin their their firearms journey. Um, so being one of the first um, gun clubs, uh, and, you know, and, and retailers in Denver, you know, it was kind of historic because we're in a historic neighborhood that was, you know, predominantly African American, um, you know, in the sixties and seventies and all the way up to the nineties. Um, so it, it was really significant for our community.
3: And this has got to be a Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's right. correct. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, and, and, and what are some of the things that you, you know, you found when you're, you know, your, you, your, students come into you you know, some of mm-hmm. the misconceptions that you see that, you know, their mindset, you know, what some of the things they get wrong.
7: Well, a common misconception, what we deal with a lot is we get people who they're afraid, right? Um, they, they have this nervousness or um, this feeling that uh, there's, there's a boogeyman out there. And with that, people from what they see on television and what they may have gone through in life with you know, firearms and things like that, they're really nervous and really scared. You know, the common misconception is that, you know, if a gun is in your home, it's gonna grow legs and run around and chase you around the house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's the furthest thing from the truth. So what we typically do is we go through a rigorous safety course. Um, we explain what are the things that you have to do in order to safely and responsibly own a firearm. And then we stress training. It's not something that you take one class and now you're proficient enough to be a concealed carry holder. You're not proficient enough to just, you know, have it in your sock drawer. We run into that a lot where people, OK, I got my gun. Um, and, and now what? And it's like, well, you have to train extensively and diligently. Um, it, it becomes a lifestyle and an extension of yourself.
3: Right. It, it, there's a lot because you're talking about, OK, um, you know, the classes, the the to carry handgun course, like in Texas, it's only designed to teach you the laws of state of Texas. It's only designed yes. to evaluate your proficiency. It's not designed to teach you how to shoot. It doesn't really teach you how to conceal carry or any of that stuff. You know, it's just, exactly. you know, it says, hey, you know, here are the laws. You need to know what those laws are in the state that where you live. So that way, you know, if, in case, you know, in case you have to use a gun, if you're going to go to jail or not, you know, and then also, you know, make sure that you can actually load the rounds in the magazine and, and fire the gun at a blue, tar- at, you know, at a, you know, full size target there. We use blue. Uh, so that, that's, all, that's all what it's for, you know. But then what do you do after that? You know, what do you do right. once you get the license? You have the license, now what? You know, can you draw the firearm from your concealed carry position? You know, can you, you know, shoot and move, move to cover? You know, what are you going to do if something is happening? Do you pull your gun out? Do you protect your family first? You got to look at those different scenarios and a lot of things that are out there. You know, if I'm driving down the road, should I really pull my gun out and fire my, round? you know, fire around through my front shield of my vehicle as I'm driving on the interstate at someone? You know, (laughs) know, there's so (laughs) many different scenarios Absolutely. because we watch this guy. That was in Florida, you know, I, I bring up the Florida man. <laughs> he, he was in Florida, driving on the road in Florida. and so someone pulled up behind him really fast. and so this guy brake checks the person, and he recorded this on his dash cam camera. So he brake checks okay. Guy. So then he then gets onto the interstate, the turnpike or the the toll road, and he brakes checks the guy again. Then he continues driving. And then finally, the guy was able to pass him. So the guy passes him up, gets on down the road. Instead of just letting him get on down the road, he decides to go 100 miles an hour to catch up to this guy, and then he chases the guy. As he's behind this guy, he pulls out. The guy who he was chasing flashes his handgun out this driver's side window. He then oh, continues on, and then and he, he slows down to 95 miles an hour, and then fires rounds through his front windshield and he says he was justified in shooting those shots because he was in fear of losing his life after he chased someone at, and but he did slow down to 95 miles an hour and he recorded all this on his dash cam
7: oh uh, yeah that's a conviction bro
3: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's just crazy that's, and it's, it's a crazy. mind it's a mindset you know and you gotta you, uh, road rage you need to know what that is you know you know you know should I yeah. is, is this the time to fight or should I not fight, you know, should I, you know, run and, you know, and, you know, worried about protecting myself, you know, there's so many things involved and so many things that comes into play. And I'm glad that, you know, you guys the 1770 army are out there, you know, training people on, you know, what to do and proficiency and all this stuff.
7: Yeah. Because the number one thing that we stress and that we we teach is conflict resolution. Just because you're a concealed carry permit holder it's just a permit. Right. It's not a license to go out and become uh, a vigilante or, you know, like you see on the movies where these guys are getting revenge and stalking, you know, criminals or anything like that. No, conflict resolution is first and foremost. Was, and is it worth going to jail over or is it worth dying over? And at that point, if it is, OK, then all bets are off. Um, But one of the really cool uh, things about what we're doing at 1770 Armory because of, you know, the the skyrocketing and the ammunition uh, being inflated and and that type of thing is we've created what we call a simulated infrared firing range. And what that allows people to do is train with technology uh, as opposed to, you know, using their ammunition as beginners and you know, they're nervous and you get the you guys, some guys using a shotgun on one lane, a guy's using a can another lane and you're trying to instruct people on the fundamentals, that kind of thing. So with the software and the hardware that we're utilizing, it really gives people a chance to learn those five fundamentals and even train on those higher level things without the danger of, you know, accidental shootings and uh shooting where you don't intend to shoot and that kind of thing uh, a lot of gun ranges you know you can't you can't lay prone and <laughs> you can't run and, and those type of things but you can do that at 1770 armory
3: all right yeah i got to get you guys here to austin texas so we can do like an event where we have like monster Ray, you know black guns matter you know get you guys oh, yeah, here, yeah absolutely you know to austin you know and and do like a I, th- I think like a like a seminar or something like that and get out, pe- get people out to the range and stuff like that. I think that'd be great. All right. We're talking about yes. 1770 Army. They're out of Denver, Colorado. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It.
7: Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill
5: on Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All
3: right. Is there a civil war between the left and the right brewing in the United States of America? And I say yes, you know. And you know why? Because we have raised a society of poor losers. You have people on the left and the right, you know, can't admit When the the game is over and they've lost. And yes, I understand the Electoral College. I know how all that stuff works. You know why? Because I remember, I don't have short-term memory. I remember, you know, when Al Gore was running for president, we didn't find out until December, you know, who the president was. You know, I understand, you know, there's not instant gratification. Trust me, I understand that. I understand it takes some time to get that gratification. You know, some people don't know that. You know Right. Am I by myself? Yeah, no. That's right. Get off the phone.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, I I mean I still agree with you. Yes. Um, you it, still agree with me? Still? I do. Oh my God. I'm trying
3: um, to get you to I've disagree. It's because I've been gone so long. Oh, yeah.
4: I just I have to toss you a bone, right?
3: I don't like this groupthink thing. I don't like groupthink. I'm trying to get you to disagree with me.
4: I, dis- I mean, I disagree with you like 90% of the time. <laughs> we can start talking about legislation. We'll probably disagree on some of that. Uh, yeah, we- we're
3: going to disagree with that.
4: We testified against each other last year, I That's think.
3: That's
0: right. We're going to testify Testified this year. against each other?
3: No, nah, we never testified. Only, I think the only thing I testified against the the gun community over was the uh, – There was a no thing-
4: prosecution for failed background checks.
3: Okay, there was two things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there were two things. He, All right, I, was, he
4: testified in favor of a Democrats bill.
3: Yeah, it was that is the is the one where um uh, the message in sending a safety message, you know about locking your guns up, you know, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the Department of Public Safety coming out with a message saying, hey, lock your guns, you know,
0: keep them away from kids. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that.'s it taxpayer funded? And they want to like get a hundred thousand dollars for that or something.
4: Zach's out here asking the important questions. You know, a God's work, and I'm, this is why we call Michael a staidist. gentlemen, <laughs> in case you forgot. I don't
3: even like you right now. Love so, don't even like <laughs> you right now. All right, so we have seventeen seventy Armory on 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 the phone here on Skype, and we're talking about what's happening in Denver, Colorado. We're talking about really what's happening all around the country, where we have instructors that are you know. New instructors or instructors that people that have been doing this for years and now decided to teach other people, you know, they've been training for years. And now they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to share my experiences with other people, you know, to help them train, you know, and protect themselves. And that's why we have 1770 Army uh, on the phones uh, today. And so, you know, and my producer says, hey, he says he's from Denver, Colorado. and, And he says you guys are over in five points. Is that correct?
7: Yes, sir. That's correct. The historic Five Points neighborhood. Yes, sir.
3: And so he wanted to know how many dispensaries there are close to Five Points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, i call you out. There. Yeah, they're all, they're
7: all over the place. They're like liquor stores now. They're, they're everywhere.
3: All right. So How does that yeah. work? How does that work with guns and dispensaries? You know, we're from Texas. We're just asking. I'm asking for the people in the back of the room.
7: Yeah. No, I mean, well, you see on the application, if you've used marijuana uh, mm-hmm. illegally, then, you know, you cannot
3: purchase a firearm. That's right? correct. So, so you ah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. So you know, this stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. So I, I yeah. like you, man. I, I like you guys. <laughs> All right. So uh, five points. So five points. He says that's a historically black neighborhood. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yep, right. so that's and, correct. And so you guys have an outdoor or is it an indoor range?
7: So it's an indoor range. Um, We have a 10,000 square foot building and where we're able to teach classes, um, teach people how to shoot safely. We have a huge backyard area that we convert into an actual outdoor range. And again, this is all utilized through, you know, laser technology and computer uh, programs. So it's really cool. You can either bring in your own firearm and we'll insert a laser cartridge into whatever you have, or you can use one of our proprietary uh, cert pistols or what's called a bolt inside of your AR and you can train malfunctions, you can train, um, you know, magazine reloads, uh, emergency reloads and, you know, whatever, you name it, you can do it.
3: Nice, all right, so, and then, so, Indoor gun range, and there you You have an outdoor portion as well, and this is yes, all sir. close to like in Five Points. That's like kind of is. This is like downtown, right?
7: Exactly. Wow. Very close to downtown. We have a lot of people who just walk in who've you know heard about us, you know, in the media, and just kind of walk in and you know want to see what's happening. And again, a, a lot of a lot of our customers aren't avid gun owners, but they want to become. Uh, you know, a part of the Second Amendment community. So uh, it's great that we have the opportunity to introduce them to it uh, in, in such a, you know, a different way.
3: All right. Are you seeing a lot of females?
7: Oh, absolutely. Most of my clients, when I do private sessions, um, they they are women. Um, and, you know, it's kind of weird because their husbands will, you know, send them to, to us to train. Uh, but then when we Ever we see the husbands on the range, they a lot of them can't shoot. So we're like, dude. Oh, uh, the the
3: men are the worst. I'm telling you, the women are—they're easy. They they women listen. They do exactly what you tell them to do, and they become great shots. Men do not listen for nothing.
0: (laughs) Are you saying that that women are submissive?
3: I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm no, 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 no. no. See, see, we're gonna see, we're gonna fight right here in the. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hopping across the table. No, what I'm saying is that you know women you know they they listen they you know they they say hey okay well, i want to do this i want to learn how to do this how do i do this and then you tell them and they actually do what you they listen men yep. are you know are thick headed you know you are like hey don't do this you have a bad habit i need you to do it this way and they right. they they tend not to listen and do it the bad way no and i'm like Michael. i hit their hand i was like hey you know no no don't do
8: that i had to sneak back in here uh you know zach makes a really good point
0: oh here we go
4: (coughs) for the love of god guys
8: (laughs) here we go Uh, ding 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 women are just more submissive and they listen better
0: you (sighs) know they say feminine energy is more
8: receptive it is women are a lot more receptive
5: Receptive well, you, you and were, submissive
4: yeah,
8: are not the same thing. Hey, uh, Zach, Michael would know special, about we women have a, being receptive. We have, we have a
3: special <laughs> guest in the studio, and I need <laughs> I need my special guest to come into the studio here. To come inside, don't don't stay outside. Uh, yeah, I need you to come on inside because I need you to put him in check in here.
8: Um, Michael, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> we need a chair.
3: Yeah, uh, we we need a chair. We who a chair. better to put Gary right. in who his be place? Better. A chair? That's right. Put Gary in his place. Go, come on down now here. Then Listen.
0: the person who put him on this earth.
8: That's right. We're, we're grabbing you a chair.
3: That's right. So right here, mom. So right,
8: can't here. Bring chair in. <laughs> right here. Right, that's right. We're gonna get a chair for you and everything. I hope you guys know that my mother made me into what I am today. She's not gonna. She's not gonna. Uh, Hold on. Down. Hey, mom. How you doing? Hey, mom. You gotta. You gotta, yeah, scoot, you gotta get. Yes, here. around here a little bit. Hey, Casey. Can you see her?
3: All right. Good. All right. So, mom, welcome that's to Come nice. and talking, mom. How you doing?
5: Fabulous. Wonderful.
3: All right. So, you know, he's saying that women are submissive. I disagree.
2: Oh, boy. That's what you guys brought me and Get in a little
3: here. closer to the mic. <laughs> yeah. That's, what brought me in here. that's right. That's why we brought you in here.
2: You disagree. So that means you think they are not submissive. That's correct.
8: Not necessarily. Yeah, but Michael isn't used to being around a lot of women, if you know what I'm saying. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Why don't you give me some examples of this behavior that uh, you're talking about, women being submissive, Gary? At
8: the gun range. At the gun range, I had my dad was out here at the gun range a couple uh, months ago, and he didn't listen to a word I said. No, no, not a word. And you, you know what I do when, like your dad for example,
3: uh, people like that. What I do is I put my hands on them and I, you know, mm, push them in the stomach. I grab their by the back and I mm, push them in the way I want oh. them to do. And I take their hands and I mm, slap their hands. No, oh. do this. <laughs> oh That's my right.
8: Goodness. Well, you know why you do that because men are not submissive. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so statist- statistically speaking, women are actually better shots than they, men. They
0: I, are. I, I, believe are. It. I believe and it. And it's because
4: are. we're calmer and we understand yes. that you submit, that having... <laughs> You submit
8: to the... Gu- calmer? What? <laughs>
4: I'm yes. probably a bad example of how i being calmer. Not, we all know I, that I'm not. Name, but...
8: name one example of a woman that's calm. There are a lot of women that are... I mean, your oh, mother oh, is sitting right won. next to you. Oh, she oh. puts me in my place
4: all the time on the Facebook comments.
8: That's because...
4: I'm not calm.
2: See, my I'm argument a bad example. She's a great example. Yeah, <laughs> I want to understand what... what that... it... I'm sensing that submissive in this conversation is, is a A negative word. thing. The yeah. ability right. to
4: take instruction is not a negative thing. And it, it, if
2: more men would do
3: submit it... Submit to bi- my will. <laughs> the ability to take instructions does not necessarily
8: mean that you're submissive. That's receptive. Receptive. Oh, okay. You know, you sound like a woman right now. See? Uh, you know, I also else think that
0: women... A no receptive.
8: I, I think. See. I think Mike's real receptive. See.
4: <laughs> I also think that women understand that the gun is truly an equal. My name is not. Yeah. And it's mo- it's it, we find it more important for us to be a good shot You're because
8: women power. women aren't as physically superior and strong and
3: can't because fight as well. Because
2: women are more responsible.
8: You confusing me with Aaron Hernandez. I, I,
3: I, We're also I, typically the more I, deadly of the species. I saw. So. The, I saw the I would, documentary. I would agree.
8: I would agree. I would agree that uh, women are more responsible. My, that's what my mom said so. Okay Yeah, you're trying to suck it up right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't go for it, mom and, he's, uh, he's being good now
3: you know what, All man. of a sudden, he's changed his tune Uh-huh so Yeah, anyway. Silence <laughs> <laughs>
8: Are those guys still on the phone? All right, get, get, get me out of here, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Seventeen Seventy
3: Armory. All right, so you, so like we we're saying, you Wait, ask you, ask them what they think. You know, you get a lot, <laughs> you, you know, you get a lot of ladies, uh, a lot of ladies on, you know, either the gun range. They want to learn personal protection. They want to learn self defense and all that stuff. Uh, what do you tell them as far as like purse carry? Like they want to carry the gun in their purse. You know, what are some of your suggestions for that? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yes. Why do you say that?
7: Well, the reason why, for one, you know, purses don't have a built in trigger guard, right? So you're fumbling, you know, and I'll use my wife as, as an example. She has tons of, you know, weird objects in her purse. And, you know, in a defensive or uh, situation under duress, you know, you're fumbling for your purse, that's gonna, that's a dead giveaway, right? That you've got a gun, number one. And number two, you accidentally press that trigger, you know, you you discharged and, and now you're in trouble for, you might, the guy might run off, but you know, now you're in trouble for accidental uh, round discharge. So um, we, we advise some type of holster. Um, and, and for women, there's a lot of different uh, options now that are available. Um, but we, we, we stress if at all possible, please do not carry your firearm in your purse.
8: I would, I would <laughs> like to add to that. Uh, a purse can also get stolen, snatched right off you. You yep. know what I
3: mean? Yep. Exactly.
8: Yep. So,
3: you know, carrying a gun on you is probably the best way,
8: uh, any, t- any type of particular firearm or
3: revolver, semi-automatic, if, you know, let's say a, a woman is dead set and carrying inside their purse, you know, what would you recommend if they're dead set, they, they're going to carry in their purse regardless. Yeah. <sighs> It's yeah, horrible, that's horrible a horrible question. Like, it's a bad question, <laughs> yeah, but you know yeah, what? You yeah. know they're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yep. I'm going to do it anyway. Yep. Michael, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just tell me which one should did I just carry?
4: You that women were great listeners, so Hey.
8: I'm going to carry it in my I'm Michael. Ca- I, I, I'm carrying in
3: my purse regardless. So you tell me which was one, one, one your, I carry.
8: Was one of your teachers growing up, one of those teachers that said there's no such thing as a stupid question? That is correct. <laughs> now, so I'm going
3: to carry anyway. So, which pair should I which gun should I carry inside my purse?
7: Uh I mean anything that's at least four inches, so you know it has plenty of velocity and KDP knockdown power. My, but,
5: producer.
7: Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> my producer is
3: looking we're at, at me. We're, we're getting <laughs> cut my off. My is looking at me because he knows when you say size, he knows which way I'm gonna go. All right, so we're wow. gonna and you know what? We got a break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo,
7: what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk
1: 1370, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so we're back and we're talking with with 1770 Armory in Denver, Colorado. And we're talking about, you know, some of the different courses, some of the different things they provide. Uh, So tell me, you guys have the Concealed Carry Group Course. What is that all about? The Concealed Carry Group Course.
7: So the Concealed Carry Group Course uh, is just a concealed uh, concealed carry weapons permit class. Um, It goes over a lot of the laws, uh, primarily. uh, The color codes, um, of course, the white, yellow, orange and red. Um, it goes over, you know, different things in different scenarios, how you're going to, you know, react to, you know, a, um, a defensive situation. So it goes over a lot of great information that people don't think about. You mean Uh, like, you're
3: talking like the mindset that people, you know, some people live in the white, some people live in the, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay.
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the difference between a barrier, Covering and concealment, like those things that people who have trained, it's second nature for them. Uh, but for other individuals, it's, it's very foreign. So we stress a lot of that information within our course. We have private courses available, um, you know, home defense, uh, just a host of different courses that people can take uh, that's going to help them, you know, develop the proficiencies of self-defense.
3: Right. And then home defense, that's, you know, that's really important because people understand, you know, this day and age, you know, criminals are getting very resourceful. You know, they try different little things to try to break into your home while you're sleeping Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. You know, my parents had to shoot and kill someone, you know, that tried to break in their home at four o'clock in the morning. So they'll do, you know, really a lot of different things, you know, whether it's, you know, climbing on the second floor of your, you know, your, your second floor bathroom window, whether it's, you know, trying to break, go through the doggy door, you know, people do a lot of different things. You got to use your alarm system. I use my alarm system. I use my cameras. I have dogs, you know, I use everything in my arsenal to make sure that my family, my household is actually safe, you know, and all that stuff plays into it.
7: Yeah. You have to have a plan. Um, you know, just when I was a kid and they had dare and they had fire escape plans you know, you got to have a home invasion plan. You just have to. Um, it's, that's just the world we live in
3: currently. And then you guys also do the the shotgun courses. You do the the AR courses as well. You know, typically, yes. do people? What do people like? Do they like the shotgun better or the AR fifteen better?
7: Um, it just depends on the person. Um, the the shotgun course is is very comprehensive and. Uh, Simple to understand because shotguns are, you know, simpler and easier to use. I think Um, ARs tend to be, uh, there's a larger learning curve that we find sometimes when people are trying to learn about ARs. Um, But for home defense, we stress, you know, the the importance of having a shotgun and the efficiency of a shotgun. Um, People like those classes. We can set up our Uh, building to do room clearing scenarios and that type of thing so they get a kick out of that
3: nice 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 all right yeah because we do we kind of do like a here in 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 austin we do a mixture of uh, like four different guns you know have you come and you learn how to shoot four different guns or something like that Uh, you guys are kind of set up where you don't actually you're not discharging the firearm correct you're using like a cert pistol or something like that is that correct Correct.
7: So we're using CERT pistols um, just to, you know, get people familiar with firearms. They can bring in their own firearm, and we have actual real firearms that we use, and we can insert laser cartridges. And then once they feel comfortable enough, uh, we have reciprocity with uh, outdoor ranges and indoor ranges that do shoot live fire. So it's not like they just learn, you know, how it feels to shoot a laser. No. They're they actually you got to get that recoil, that feel of it. They have to. It's so it's imperative to understand what's going to happen because people think they're you're not going to put on your hearing protection and your eye protection, right? So you have to be aware that it's going to shock you. It's going to shock you. It's going to shock everyone in the neighborhood, and it's you know hopefully going to shock your intruder to you know leaving or you know let them know that you're you know they're they're going to.
3: Yeah, because I tell people you know it's it's not like it is when you go out to the in a class you know you're in a class you have you know you're out at a an outdoor gun range somewhere and you're shooting you have eye protection you have ear protection on you know the you have a safety off you know safety uh, person there and you, they're sitting maybe yep. ready on the left you're on the right it's not any of that stuff there you know because when it comes to you know personal protection inside your home you know that flash when you firing that gun at night that's that can yes. actually blind you You know, you're not going to have ear protection. You're not going to grab your your ear protection and put it on before you discharge the firearm. So you're talking about discharging a firearm at night, possibly, most likely, you know, inside your home to stop an intruder. Someone is trying to break into your home and kill you. And so you need to have night sights on the gun. That's really important. Uh, Or a laser or a light or something like that, because it could be nighttime. It's probably four o'clock in the morning and you just woke up. Because you heard a noise. You're a little droggy. You're not, you're not, you're not fully awake. So it's gonna take you a couple of seconds to get your bearings. So you gotta, you know, you gotta have some good sights or a laser or light or something, you know, because we want to have the advantage. And you should have the advantage because that's your home. You know, that's where cameras come into play. So you can see where the intruder is. That's where your alarm comes into play. You know, all that stuff. And so you you know, you guys have a, a good training program. And I'm, you know, and I'm glad that people in Denver are actually taking an opportunity to, you know, to learn this stuff.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Everything you said was absolutely correct. And, you know, just imagine waking up groggy and your adrenaline's pumping for the first three to 10 seconds. Your, you know, your finger dexterity is is going to be shot. You know, you, you're not going to have the, the motor skills to, you know, perform for three to five seconds. So coupled with being at night and you're just, you know, you don't know what's going on. Right. So, um, yeah, definitely, you know, 1770 armory and gun club, you know, we, we, we accept everybody, you know, we, we're black owned, but that doesn't mean that we're black exclusive. Um, and (laughs) we get a couple phone calls every now and then that ask if it's, if, if it's okay for, you know, other individuals to come in and yes, absolutely. Please come in. Uh, we love to have you. We love to train. We love what we do. Um, a lot of us are, you know, veterans and, you know, that kind of thing as well. So um, we're, we're here for the community.
3: Yeah. Cause it's nice that you walk in the door, you know, definitely, you know, willing to share, you know, your knowledge with everyone that's out there. Um, tell us about some of the other, you know, the other members on your team there, you know, tell us about, yes. you know, see what you guys background
7: yeah absolutely so uh wanda james uh is a what we call a serial entrepreneur very intelligent uh woman um ran for congress at the age of 30 has had several her and her husband several successful businesses um so she's one of the co-owners uh she's a veteran um and then my other partner sean mcwilliams um one of my best friends he's actually he's not blood but if he was, if I could pick a brother, you know, it would be him and uh, my other brother, Master Young. They're also uh, former veterans. Yeah, he's a Marine uh, Corps veteran, veterans. right? Me, Marine Corps, uh huh. And then uh, Master Young, um, Army veteran, um, just great guys, very knowledgeable. Master has been a firearms instructor, uh, NRA RSO. Um, he's certified with the state of Colorado to train. Uh, police officers and security officers. Uh, so there's a a huge wealth of knowledge and information um, when it comes to firearms and in this particular industry. Master and I actually um, we ran a gun club together prior to 1770. Um, we were both RSOs. He was a manager, and also we were in a we we were in a security uh, firm together. We were both armed security. So. Um, you know, it, it's great to build a business with people that you could trust and, you know, um, to be around individuals that, you know, you trust with your life, you trust them with your kids, you trust them with your business. And, and that's really what's really amazing about this endeavor. Um, Josh Graham is also an amazing individual um, helping us build this thing from the ground up. He's working on his certificate and certifications to also be an instructor as well. Um, We have competitions all the time, um, just running around and, you know, utilizing the software. And even when we get on the live fire range, we're constantly testing and pressing each other to be better, uh, because what makes us better will help our students become better.
3: All right. So when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you about, you know, the software that you're using. I also want to ask you about, you know, what do you say to people that are afraid when they're pulled over by police officers? Because Mm. I get a common question in class, you know, you know, I'm a black male, black female. And, you know, when I get pulled over by police, I'm deathly afraid that the police officer is going to, you know, possibly shoot me or something like that. So I want to talk about that. You know, what do you guys tell people their interaction with law enforcement? This is Michael Cargill. We're talking with 1770 Army out of Denver, Colorado. And you are listening to Come and Talk It.
8: This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so we're on with 1770 Armory out of Denver, Colorado, and we're talking about their firearm business. They're, they're instructors, firearms instructors out of Denver, Colorado. They do a lot of training. You can still carry group courses. They do rifle courses, AR courses, shotgun courses. They talk about cleaning and maintenance. You know, some of you people need to clean your gun. I'm telling you right now, clean and oil your gun. Because if you don't clean and oil it, and take care of it, it's gonna fail you. So take a course, <laughs> learn how to clean your gun. All right. So we're talking to them about that. Also, I want to ask a question. You know, I want to ask, uh, what what's uh, what's the software that you guys use?
7: Uh, so it's a it's a software. Uh, it's called Laser. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really uh, accurate piece of software, and uh, we just kind of wanted to do something different that uh you know especially with the ammo crisis that you know people could still train and
3: oh yeah um,
7: get in their trigger time you know trigger time is important right
3: yeah because ammo is a very it's a very important thing i'll tell you people are going to be trading you know five bullets for a loaf of bread here in a minute
7: yeah no absolutely (laughs) you know it's it's like mad max gasoline and
3: Ammo, right? Oh, so, and, and that was 2021. Um, so, next year we'll see come January. Mad Max and Thunderdome. Oh, man, that's right, mom. That was, just, that was 2021. <laughs> yeah,
7: be... Oh, that was 2021. <laughs> it's that's gonna be, crazy. It's
3: coming, it's gonna be real <laughs> yeah, coming for you. Absolutely, Mad Max and Thunderdome. Yes, sir. <laughs>
7: yeah, so the, the... <laughs> so with the with the software, um, the average shooter loses about 20 percent mm. of their you know their skills after one week of not training um, so that's one of the things we stress to our students you know it's just kind of like going to the gym you it has to become a lifestyle you know or you will lose all that all, lose all your gains mm. right and lose all your strength not all of it but a good portion of it after you know, a period of not training. And I'm, so, sure, I'm sure it tells um,
3: you if you're using too much trigger finger, if you're wrapping your finger around the trigger, if your hand grip is yeah. not right. Yeah, well, it's it's shot placement. Um,
7: yeah. So as soon as you press the trigger, the laser goes off at however fast the speed of light is. The camera picks it up. You instantly see it on the, the screen where we have the software on a laptop. And, you know, we it's funny, we get guys in there all the time at, you know, they're all about recoil. Well, if ain't no recoil, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hitting the target, you know, with precision. Not necessarily. Like, okay, well, yep. Yeah, we'll come on in. And they're all over the place. And then they'll <laughs> say, well, man, you know, it's the system. And then we'll, we'll hit bullseye all day. And, mm. you know, and it, it's just, we asked what was the excuse? Cause there was no recoil. Right. So, <laughs> you know, um, it's, 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 it's a pretty innovative thing. Um, and we still stress, you know, get your ammo. You still got to get in your trigger time at, at the at the live fire range as well. Right. So um, it's then, not a substitute for training.
3: And then tell us, you know, what do you tell people about their you know, contact with law enforcement, their interaction with law enforcement? Because that's a really mm-hmm. big thing, the, a, a big question yeah. I get. And it's it's hard sometimes I get people that will they said, OK, Michael, you've answered every question. Everyone's question in the room here. Now I got a question for you. You know, I get pulled off by police, you know, as a black male, a black female. I'm definitely afraid of police. I'm afraid they're going to shoot me. You know, you know, what do I do? You know, so what what's your your advice to people, you know, the black community, uh, their interaction with law enforcement?
7: Well, uh, you know, if they're a, you know, licensed or concealed carry holder, we you know, we also have castle doctrine as well, so you know, you can carry a a firearm in your vehicle without requiring, you know, a a license or concealed license. And, you know, first of all, we want to take the emotion out of it, right? Um, You're you're already nervous and sweating. And, you know, when you are being pulled over by the police, just calm down. Mm. First and foremost, calm down, be respectful. And again, conflict resolution. So, they're for the most part trying to do their jobs and just be calm. Now, if your state requires you to let them know that you have a firearm in the vehicle, then abide by that. If your state doesn't require you to disclose that, you know, you have a concealed or you have a, uh, you know, firearm in your vehicle, you know, then do that. And just most traffic stops are, you know, that are routine. They they go as planned. You know, you get your ticket or they tell you why you've been stopped. Don't escalate, right? As soon as they as soon as you roll down your window, just don't start, you know, going off at the mouth. We've got to get out of this emotion, right? We have to be calm. We have to be, you know, collected. Because again, that responsibility of carrying a firearm, especially concealed, requires you to be, you know, a you know, an individual that is able to be calm. Under duress, we don't want a bunch of people walking around with guns that can't control their emotions, right? So, um, yes, you may be nervous, but they're probably nervous too. So, everybody just have a level head and you know, just just be cool. So uh, that's the advice that I give because every situation is different, and obviously we've seen things that you know haven't gone as well as as they could have. Correct um, on on both ends. So. Um, but it's 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 perfectly lawful to carry a firearm, you know, in the state of Colorado in your vehicle.
3: Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you know, you know, know I, so. I truly want to thank you guys for coming on because it's it's funny because we don't even know each other. I never met you, never talked to you before at all, except for on this radio show just today. Yes, sir. And we yep. teach the exact same thing. And I like that. Yep. You know, we don't know each other, never talk to each other. And, you know, we can like we can actually relate and talk about the same life experiences. Because we know what's going on around the country. And that's very, that's funny to me. You know, we, I sit here and I tell people, you know, this is what's going on. We need to fix this. And they're like, no, nah, man, you just yep. make it up in your mind. We're in two separate states, two different states. Yep. We talk the exact same, we are training people the exact same way. We never even met each other and say the exact same great. thing in class. Yep. yep. <laughs> and so, and, and people need to, amazing. you know, you need to be aware about, you know, need to be aware of that and listen to that. Yep. So I truly appreciate what you guys are doing in Denver, Colorado. I appreciate Seventy Seventy Armory. I appreciate you coming on the show, and I definitely want to get you back on, you know, in the future. You know, maybe something happens in Colorado, we're going to talk about it. So I definitely want to get you guys on again because I really appreciate what you're doing there. Um, just by talking to you right now, I know who you are. I know every you know everything I need to know about you, you know, and I respect you guys, and I, I wish you guys all the luck in the world in Denver, Colorado.
7: Appreciate it, Michael. Thank you so much for having us on, and we definitely want to come back on the show when you'll have us, and
3: uh, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much.
8: All right, so we've got a couple stories here. we got four gun-related 2A stories, and I'm going to run through them real quick before the break here, and then we can we can uh, talk about them afterward. All right, so gun store owners say that sales went up after Election Day. The owners of ABQ Guns in Northwest Albuquerque said gun sales have Not slowed down since January, but their supply is starting to run low, which could pose a problem if the governor decides to shut down non-essential businesses again. Mm. Ammo is also running on short supply, just to add that in there. Mm. And in Virginia, with Governor Ralph Northam over there and a number of 2A gun laws, gun control laws uh, being laid before legislation, uh, militias are challenging gun laws in Virginia. The Let me find the name here real quick. This article is is not put together the best. The Campbell County Militia has has over 200 people at an event, had over 200 people at an event, and most of them were carrying arms. They are organized because they say that we are here today to send a clear and collective message to any would-be tyrants that would attempt to disarm us. We will not comply, saying it is about shooting tyrants in the face. Mm. All right. We've got... The McCloudsies are back in the news. You remember them?
3: Oh yeah, my fam- my favorite family from Missouri. Oh yeah, yeah So that, That's my grandparents right there. I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna be just like them. I'm gonna be sitting on my front lawn. Your, those are your grandparents. That's right. When I turn 80, I'm gonna be on my front lawn telling you to get off
8: my grass. Michael, you have quite the tan. If those are your grandparents, I love this family. <laughs> that's right. Get uh, off! Get off my lawn! <laughs> The McCloskeys, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the personal injury attorneys who became infamous or in our circle, I would not say infamous, but famous. Papa Cap! Well-respected for aiming firearms at BLM protesters that came onto their private property, onto their lawn and into their neighborhood after tearing down their fr- the, the gate to a private neighborhood, mm-hmm. are suing um, <laughs> the photographer who captured them in the act of pointing the firearms of the protesters. Is that illegal? Can you, is it, I don't what, know. Is it illegal to take pictures of someone or something? I don't know, but I, I mean, it's funny.
0: The, they're claiming that the people who came into the neighborhood did so um, maliciously by trespassing. And, so, they, and they didn't okay. video.
3: They didn't videotape that portion of it. Only videotaped what they did. Or something yeah. Well, and like
8: there was that. also an, an armed man behind their house. The
3: funny. And the funny thing about lawsuits. About. With lawsuits, you know, it's not about you know who's one hundred percent responsible. It's like what portion of that are you responsible? So you know, if there's some wrongdoing, you know, is it thirty percent you're responsible? So of that hundred dollars, you're going to pay thirty dollars of the hundred dollars.
8: Very true. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I've never been sued. And this lawsuit sued is saying oh, that uh, sued. these know other companies
0: are profiting from T-shirts and masks and other things with their, their likeness. So they
3: uh, want some of that money. They want that money. The now, there's McCluskins. also a weird they're story. Not rich. They're, hey,
8: they're rich for a they're reason. They're rich for a reason. And it's because I believe they sued somebody who was squatting or something. I don't want to put fake news out there, but the story about how they made a bunch of money is also very...
4: It'll be interesting to see if the photographer countersues because there was footage of them a few weeks ago of them getting basically Christmas cards printed with that picture on there. Mm. And they were being harassed when they left
8: yeah, like, and he handed one of them to him. And he handed them It's one that, of them. that was funny. So, so, they, was, they, so don't they have so legal
4: authority from the photographer to use that picture. Well, that's irrelevant. well then there could be a countersuit. No,
8: because they were, the, the they were it doesn't, the, Yeah. That's good that's a good point. Just no.
4: because it's not relevant doesn't you use used my picture that I too. took. You
8: didn't ask took me they permission. Took the picture yeah. was, was would have been taken illegally if there was a crime committed. They didn't a, they didn't ask for permission. So that's a good point. I like that.
4: It, it's still their creative property.
8: The photographer took you the picture. Dude, they're, the they are not going to win if they countersue. I understand what you're Yo, saying. That's I'm saying. That's That's, that's copyright. They're but they were going to trust... countersue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's copyright infringement. Yeah, and, and but then if they it, settle, and it never goes to court. That's like that's like saying you 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 go into somebody's house Good. and take a video of them there's, in their bathroom, and then say, right, "Oh, this is my intellectual property." There's right. There's she's wrong. Right, she's right that they can counter sue, but it's not. In other news, I'm not. Arguing there's right. There's wrong. If there's a law. There's something. Was viable, be we gotta go to break. And also, there's something <laughs> way more important than this. Um, Florida's Ron DeSantis is moving. I think this is incredibly interesting. Is well, moving is to allow citizens to shoot looters and rioters targeting businesses. Okay. Governor Ron DeSantis has drafted anti-mob quotes. Anti-mob. Legislation that would expand the state's stand your ground law. I'm good with that. A move that would worry, that some worry would allow armed citizens to shoot and potentially kill anyone they suspect of looting. Suspect. Keyword.
2: Mm, I'm, Key good. Word, I'm suspect. good with that. I'm good with suspect? that.
8: Suspect.
3: Then say you should be at home at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. This is Michael Cargill, <laughs> and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this
8: is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
5: Talk 13 the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right. So, what do you guys think? You, do you think we're you know we're at a civil war? Do you think the left and the right is br- this this thing is brewing? Uh, do you think you know we are in a society we have raised a society of spoiled brats who just are poor losers?
0: Yes, we've raised oh, a yeah. society of spoiled brats. No, we're not in the civil war. We got a couple of people fighting here and there, but <laughs> is that a things, civil war? The things haven't really fallen into place to make it actually. Look,
8: let me tell you what's going to happen. Civil what's going to happen? All right. Be
0: no Mothers
3: sp- need to go out there with a belt and beat their kids. What else? So
1: anyways,
8: Mom. <laughs> so this, this is what's going to happen. This will be recorded in history books by whoever's in political power in 20, 30 years, and it's going to be rewritten so that it does appear to be some sort of a Civil War type scenario where they say that it's like a, a bunch of right-wing maniacs, fascists, mm. or white supremacists, or whatever they call it, against a bunch of... Uh, what the what would they would say would be the um, proletariat, if you will, mm. and this will go down in the history books as something along those lines. It's not gonna, it's not gonna. There's not. I agree with you that there's not actually gonna be a civil war. But well, uh,
0: I didn't say there's not gonna be. I'm saying there just hasn't been one yet. yet. It hasn't begun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The things you think, you that, think that gonna would be one? start it have not happened. I don't know. I like don't what, know
8: what an, a, a political happen. assassination? <laughs> Felicia.
4: You come to me after the political assassination comment.
8: <laughs> nope.
3: We um, <He> going there.
4: <laughs> I mean, assuming that the election is over and Biden has won and they're going to try and enact gun legislation via, you know, Congress, when they come to the South and they try and take guns, hell yeah, we're going to have a civil war. Mm. It will happen. We will not go quietly. And I think that's kind of the sentiment with with every gun owner I know and- I mean, we were kind of making fun of the the comments in Virginia, but the Second Amendment is not for hunting. The Second Amendment is not for going to the gun range to shoot with your bros. The Second (sighs) Amendment is a check on the federal government so that they know when they get too big for their britches, we will fight you. It's what this country was founded on, and it's non-negotiable. Every true Second Amendment advocate, every gun rights advocate, knows that the Second Amendment is to hold the government accountable. And when they start to cross those lines, we will retaliate um, in accordance.
0: We got thousands of gun restrictions on the books, but nothing has happened yet. At what point it's do incremental you think that something would happen, or is it like the frog that boils? In it's the incremental, pot. man. Incremental. I don't start I, it cold. I think we
8: are.
4: I think it's going to kind of kind of pile on on what happened with COVID. So many states did not allow you to buy a gun during lockdowns. It's still difficult to get ammunition, and that scared people because they were like, "Oh God, the government's actually doing the thing that we thought they would do, but they hadn't just crossed that line yet." Well, governments have crossed it, and people are awake and they're paying attention more right now than I think they have in a really long time. As someone who works in the political sphere, every single place I go, someone's like, how do I get involved? How do I fight for gun rights? What can I do to make sure we have the right to keep and bear arms? People are paying attention right now more than they usually do. I
8: agree. And it, it's probably because gun, you know, 2 a community gun rights, gun ownership, all that kind of stuff. It's it's uh, nonpartisan.
4: Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. People ask me all the time, well, how, why, why, why is it your organization partisan? Well, one, it's an IRS thing. We're legally nonpartisan. Right. Two, gun rights do not tow party lines. Not at all. And and neither you know, neither should the gun rights activists. I have friends who were very Democrat, very quote unquote liberal. But yeah, we go to the range together. We've gone hunting together. With your
0: bros? You go to the range <laughs> with your bros? What? That's not the purpose. Of the <laughs> oh, Second it's Amendment. not the purpose. <laughs>
8: Michael, what am I going to do over well,
4: here, you know? Sorry, you want me to go shoot a government official? Because let's, let's we g- <laughs> have not gotten to that point yet.
8: Whoa, yes. political assassination!
4: <laughs> we haven't gotten to that Yikes. point yet. <laughs> hey,
8: what? Okay, Can you hear, Casey? Careful, can't watch it. That. <laughs>
3: yeah, you can't say that.
8: No, oh, I do mean, know. it's definitely was, not was, happening. It's saying, definitely not
4: to that point. I was
8: saying don't do that.
4: Understood. <laughs>
3: All right, right. So tell okay. me, let's let's go <laughs> back to Florida. Let's jump in Florida. So Florida, uh, Governor DeSantos says he's going to move... <laughs> Uh, to allow citizens to shoot looters, rioters targeting businesses. No, no, what do you no, guys no, think no, about no, no, no,
8: no, 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 no. People are, were worried that it's going to allow pe- anyone, citizens, armed citizens, to shoot suspected looters or rioters, which is a horrible idea. That's how you start a civil war right there, brother. So what does this, this legislation do? It it. I I'm not exactly sure. I think it's it's anti-mob. It's legislation. A, it's,
3: it's anti-mob legislation. I think it's that I would think, expand the state's stand your ground law yeah. and move that some. Well, is some people just worrying about this?
8: What, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, people are worried about it. But when laws are loosely written, and it sounds like they're, that's a possibility because there's already a bunch of laws regarding guns that are, are not it's not specific enough. I think. Like the, actually, like Kyle, Kyle actually, Rittenhouse. Well, I bet you this is a result of what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse because he's still in jail. Well, what this what this guy said was, "Hey, I'm pleased to highlight state resources
3: available for veteran-owned businesses." You know, so he's he's thinking about the veterans and you know
8: their businesses and you know people yeah. destroying their businesses. I'm assuming it's it's gonna be regarding any business, but I think it's it's hopefully it's specific to a mob. Not, not uh, you know anyone suspected of looting or rioting. But how do you how do you define that? You know, what well, I mean? you know, at three or you four o'clock saying? in the morning, I don't think you know there's well, you not know, many you... people out there in the streets. So yeah, but you he... can have. But what if there's a pro a big protest at three in the morning? That's not a, 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 a so. Was he mob basically riot.
4: trying to like essentially legalize like rooftop Koreans? You can like in the
3: you can protest, but like you can't the... you, you can't just destroy someone's business. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's we well, he's, right. he's, he's saying <laughs> yeah. uh, right. So what are you saying by roof? The rooftop Koreans, well, because the, the that that roof- would be
4: covered in this Florida law. So right. he's essentially trying to legalize that. Whereas yes. previously on the show we've talked about
8: that's not if
4: a business owner was on the top of their roof right. or at the top of their business and someone was inside of it or trying to get into it. That- there's there's a fine line on whether or not you can protect your business.
3: What's Michael? As far, what did, as, far what as, it, as far as the the castle doctrine, so it's not part right. of the right. castle doctrine. What did Edwin doctor. Walker say about this? What right. did he? What did Edwin Walker so say? So it would have to be burglary. In other words, you know, if someone's attempting to enter uh, in Texas. In Texas. If they're attempting to enter your business or remove you it from your business, you can use force data force to stop them. If someone when it comes to burglary, if you're not in your business, you know, and someone's burglarizing your business, anything that protrudes from their body seeks to the door or the window, you can use force data
8: force to stop them. So then it sounds like the rooftop Korean scenario is already legal in Texas. Is that not legal in Florida? It would be legal
3: then? under the
8: burglary, but not legal under the, the Texas castle under the castle doctrine.
3: So burglary, yes, they're covered. They have to wait until they are attempting to enter the business. They're on the property, but then once they're on the property, they're trying to break in the front door, break right, a window, right? And then you can use force, to deal force stopping. You can't
8: do anything, you know, while they're in the, you know, regardless. In the parking I'm, lot. I'm I'm all for it. The anti anti mob legislation because, like I said, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is in jail and he definitely should not be. And that dude, Garrett, uh, uh, Daniel Perry. Mm-hmm. He shot that guy, and there was a question regarding that too. And, and I wonder how that would be affected by a, a legislation like this. And then what is what's going on there with the Virginia? It's, it's about shooting tyrants in the face. What is up with that? Ooh, I don't know. I can't hear anything. Cause you just blew my eardrum out. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I it's it's militias. Protesting like they have been doing since it seems like the entire year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we remember back in, what Felicia, was it January when Northam, or was it last year when Northam was, was trying to pass those gun control laws?
4: I believe it was this year.
8: It was very early this year. I think
4: it was February, right?
8: Well, regardless, this is about militias saying exactly what Felicia said earlier, which is standing up to tyranny and checking the government via the Second Amendment. Mm. That's what it's about. As always, more guns equals less crime.
3: You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.